This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Yeah, we made it. You just talking. If they hate it, you know they're watching. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Presented by MyBookie and Thrive Plus. MyBookie and Thrive Plus. Live from the RentersWarehouse.com studios. Here's Jerry Bow and Josh Jordan. Nice camera action. Hello, world. Welcome in to another edition of Moneyline on a beautiful but cold Sunday morning. In studio with the grinder, the statistician. My man, you can find him at Jordan PFX on Twitter, Josh Jordan. What's going on, Jerry? Another Sunday. Fantasy season is coming along, man. Week 10. I'm excited, man. This is where it really matters. You got to get some wins this week or you're going to be going home in fantasy. But you ain't leaving this home without good time. Behind the glass. Go, DJ. That's my DJ, Kip. What's going on, fellas? How are y'all? We're doing great, man. What's going on? You Are you ready? Are you feeling good? How's your, how's your teams looking this year, Cam? Uh, you know what? I'm pretty pumped. I got two teams that are for sure going to make the playoffs. I got a third team that has no chance in hell. <laughs> However, uh, I did pull off a big trade um, in that keeper league to, to give my team next year a chance of, uh, of stardom. So I'm pretty excited about that. Excited nice. About that. We'll have to get into that a little bit later. At Moneyline97.5 if you want to reach out to us on Twitter or give us a call, 713-780-ESPN. We'll be glad to take all your questions, fantasy, gambling, anything that your heart desires on a beautiful Sunday morning, right? Oh, absolutely. We're going to get this ready for everybody. It's a cool week. It's a great week for fantasy and for gambling because our Texans are off, right? It's their off week. They don't have a game. So we can just kind of focus on on all the fantasy implications, get you guys ready for kickoff. And we'll get into a little bit of daily with our man at Fantasy ADHD a little bit later uh, later today. He'll get us ready for some DraftKings, some FanDuel, all that good stuff. Yeah, third segment, 713-780-ESPN. Get all your questions ready. You know, it's a rapid fire segment he'll be uh he'll be ready to kill it like he always does yeah no doubt about it that's one of my favorite segments i get to bounce some of the the daily lineups that i put together off him and he always comes through with some really good advice and as do you jerry it's pretty fun i we it's a cool thing with our show right we kind of get to sit here and bounce ideas off each other and then you don't have to get your lineup in until noon so you have some time to make some last minute adjustments and we hope you guys that are listening you take advantage of that too because i mean that's how you end up winning is you you have a hunch and then when somebody that you know really knows what they're talking about agrees with you, that's when you feel good about a play. Is you're like, man, I was on that, and they're on it too. I'm going to plug that guy in my lineup. A guy you should have had plugged in your lineup, and that was Fantasy Cash last week. Man. Adam Humphreys? <laughs> 28.9 fantasy points? Let's get real here. 82 receiving yards, two touchdowns. What's going on here, Josh? 
Oh man, I, I'm still terrified. I, I'm not going near that. It, that's more of a that helps no one. I don't know if you've ever seen that segment on the, the NFL Network fantasy show. That's one of those that helps no one when he catches all those touchdowns and gets those points. You hate seeing that for fantasy. So I, I'm just going to act like it's, it's an outlier and, and I'm just going to move forward. He's only owned in 26.8% of leagues on ESPN.com. Last two weeks, he, only two people have outscored him, Michael Thomas and DeAndre Hopkins. So <laughs> if, uh, if you need some help, go look in your free agent pool right now. Adam Humphreys, he's, uh, he's out there making babies. <laughs> he is. He's a guy that's definitely coming up big. And uh, one of the other guys, one of my fantasy caches for last week was Calvin Ridley. He, he was my cover boy for my Under the Radar fantasy article. He came through big. I, I thought he'd have a nice game. He came through for me. And then I have to say my fantasy trash from last week. I thought, yeah, I thought he'd do it two weeks in a row. It was Adrian Peterson. He had that huge game, and I was like, man, I'm going to back him again this week, and that did not work out. Of course, uh, (laughs) it was. What was a big fail was basically his entire offensive line died during the game. I don't know if I've ever seen that before, but like three guys tapped out. They're, They're gone. A lot of those guys aren't playing this week. I believe like they're going to have three guys that they brought in just off the street. They're going to be competing to start this week for the Redskins. So be very careful with the Washington run game this week and going forward. My fantasy trash got to be Kirk Cousins. I rostered him in the DFS yeah. world, so I'm going against the Lions, and he threw up 6.9 points, which I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed to even pull up the screen. I I, I I had to refresh. You know, sometimes when you're looking, you're like, man, this can't be right. This yep. They haven't updated it yet. You you go open up another beer, get to drinking. Like, no, let's refresh this now. And 6.9 points is what it ended at, man. And I can't believe that. No, it, you you had the right call. I was on Cousins last week, too. Sorry, guys. Sometimes you, you make a decision based on the numbers, and it, it makes sense. And, and here's why we did it. The Lions were allowing over 25 fantasy points a game to quarterbacks over their last month before Cousins faced them last week. And, uh, you know, that's why it's gambling, right? It's not always going to come through. You just have to you have to bet and and guess what's most likely to happen, but it's not always going to happen. And both quarterbacks struggled. If you go look at his counterpart, 6.6 points. So you're talking yeah. about between the both quarterbacks, 13 fantasy points. It was an ugly game. It was an ugly game. And thank God my other quarterback play last week did come through. Ryan Fitzpatrick, four touchdowns. So I was really happy that that one came through for me. So, you know, this week I went back to the drawing board. I, I got some more guys. We'll get into that during my flexi segment a little later. I'll try and point you guys in the direction of maybe you have some bye week issues and you're having to start some guys that you don't really feel comfortable with. So I'll, I'll try and, and pick some guys that I think can come through for you this week. As far as quarterbacks, we saw the same offenders as we always see. The week nine leaders were Breeze, Goff, uh, Matt Ryan, Mahomes, Roethlisberger, Fitzpatrick, Mariota, Mullins, Newton, Watson. As the leaders of the year, Mahomes, Ryan, Goff, Newton, Breeze, Watson. You know, the same yeah. 10 guys that are always in there. The guys that did kind of surprise, though, Mariota. I yeah. mean, the 28th overall quarterback in his first appearance in the top 10 this year. It, it really surprised me. He's had four or five games under 130 yard ga- uh, out of the seven this year. That's, I mean, 130 passing yards, and he goes off in a big spot against a Dallas defense that everybody had high hype. High hopes for. Now, let's not over-exaggerate. Let's not get a far. It's one game. It's one but, game. I mean, to, to, to look that good? We're going to get to this a little later, but I like Mariota again this week. 
So I, we'll, you, we'll get into that a little bit later. But you heard it already. Yeah, yeah I, I do. And look, I don't like him. I'm going to start him over Drew Brees like him. But I'm just saying, during the bye weeks, if you have some issues, he might be a guy you can plug in there. Breaking news. News flash. What's up, guys? It's another, well, not beautiful Sunday morning, but another Sunday morning here in Houston. How are y'all doing today? We're good. What's up, bud? What up? Not much. There's not a whole lot going on the injury front today. It's going to be a little bit shorter report today, thankfully, which is always a good thing. So let's just get right into it. At quarterback, you know, last week we had Brady versus Rodgers. This week we have uh, Josh McCown <laughs> Who? versus Matt Barkley. Ooh, wow. Yeah. What well, year is it? <laughs> so Sam Darnold, he's doubtful he's not going to play. So that means Josh McCown stepping in. Josh Allen is still out, and the Bills are being merciful. They're not throwing Nathan Peterman out to the Wolves for like the millionth time. So Matt Barkley gets the start after being picked up by the team uh, this week. I'm sure that'll go great. <laughs> well, you never know. I didn't even know he was alive. Yeah. <laughs> Moving over to running back, Marlon Mack, he's active. He had a foot injury on the injury uh, report, but he's going to be good to go. And he's actually been huge since coming off the, uh, coming off the DL. So he's uh, put him in your lineups if you've got him. He's been great. Leonard Fournette, your man, Josh, he's yeah. finally back. He was not on the injury report at all. So that means I think that they've got 100% confidence in him. They don't think that hamstring is an issue at all, so he should be ready to go. Obviously, there's always a little risk putting a guy yeah. like his first week back off of injury. But, I mean, if you got Fournette, you drafted him to start him. you got to put him in there. Peyton Barber, he's going to start. He'll be active for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Chris Thompson is out this week. Over at wide receiver, Mike Evans is active. I know last week he was dealing with a knee injury. He's got the same little thing this week. And I know some people are going to be put off by the fact that last week he only had one catch for 16 yards. But he had 10 targets. So I think that's more of an outlier than anything else. I think you're going to get back to production as normal with him more this week. Allen Robinson for the Chicago Bears. He's active after missing the past couple weeks. Interesting. John Ross, someone who a lot of people had some high hopes for coming into the season, has basically been another dud. Yep. He starts this week, and with A.J. Green out, A.J. Green's going to be out for at least another couple weeks with that toe injury. Hopefully he can get some of that production, get some of that value that like we expected him to have coming into this year. Quincy Inunua for the Jets, he's going to be active. He, uh, he was actually taken off the injury report at the end of the week, so he's going to be 100% good to go. Robbie Anderson, unfortunately, it's the opposite with him. He's doubtful. I do not expect him to play. Jameson Crowder is out, and then over at tight end, Jordan Reed is active, and C.J. Uzoma is active as well. All right, that's interesting. All right, thanks, Andrew. We appreciate it, man. Always, guys. A lot of stuff to to take in there. I, it's a shame Robbie Anderson's out because I could almost see Josh McCown being an upgrade as a quarterback for the Jets. I don't, you know, Sam Darnold. He's a rookie; he's just kind of figuring it out. McCown's maybe the best backup in the league, and he had a great year last year. He did. I mean, it was it was weird the way it went down in the offseason whenever they brought in Teddy and then all of a sudden they drafted and kind of pushed him back coming off the, the best year of his journeyman career. Yeah, I, I agree. So that's something to, to keep in mind there. Typically, you're not going to want to roll with anybody in the Jets offense. Uh, if you're desperate, maybe Isaiah Crowell. I, I pushed him a little bit last week just because of the matchup. I think he got around 14 or 15 touches. So he had an opportunity to come through. I think he finished with about 60 yards. So if you're really hurting this week, he might be somebody as a deep flex option, just a dart throw that, you know, maybe he'll fall in the end zone for you. Who's going to, what are you going to do about Leonard Fournette? I want to go to you as an owner, that's yeah. someone that has been backing him all year and hoping that he could get back. What do you do with him going forward? Is, is you think he gets in there coming off that bye? Do you think he goes, 
as hard as he does, what is the ceiling as far as touches? Oh, man, I'm, it's about game flow, right? So they're playing the Colts this week. It concerns me a little bit if they somehow get behind. I think it could be a lot more TJ Yeldon this week. I think Yeldon's a guy that you might be able to use in a full PPR as a flex still. just I think he'll still get some work. But I'm thinking around, I don't know, 16 carries, maybe a couple catches for Leonard Fournette this week as long as he's healthy and game flow doesn't take him out of it. And he's always got the chance of scoring and, and even scoring twice. There's a lot of upside with Fournette. The Jaguars, man, this is do or die time for them. They got to win this game this week if they want to save their season. They got their best player back on offense. I think they're going to use him. Me personally, I have Leonard Fournette and a couple of my bigger money leagues, and I'm starting him this week, man. I'm just, you know, that this is when you need him. This is that playoff stretch. You just, you just got to hope that he's right. And if it blows up in your face, it blows up in your face. But I, I think you take a shot with him. Yeah, and I'm curious to see how it plays out too because. Obviously, the Jags aren't going to rush him back until he's 100% healthy. But then why go out and trade for Carlos Hyde? Are you basically saying, you know, we're going to we're gonna wait to bring Fournette back to his 100%, but we don't trust him to stay healthy? That's where I'm kind of confused as to where this whole three-dynamic running back thing is going to go. I think that's what it is, Cam. Also, because remember, like, Yeldon's been playing, but he's been playing hurt a lot. So I think they're just concerned, like, if, you know, Fournette goes back down or, or if Yeldon gets nicked up even more than he already is. They just they want a body in there that can really pound it and Hyde's a good player. I mean it just really hurts Hyde's fantasy value in, in my opinion. And whoever got Nick Chubb, it, it's really working out for them because he's coming on strong. He had another good week last week. So Nick Chubb's a guy I think you gotta feel good about it if you drafted him. You know, he could almost end up finishing the year kind of like Kamara did last year, not with all the catches, but being a guy that barely got drafted that you're starting every week and is coming through for you. I'm also curious what this does for Bortles as far as does it help him out as far as taking the pressure off of him? Because as far as his fantasy relevance, 40 yards less when Fournette is in the games, 2.9 fantasy points less. This week, you have Bortles at my bookie listed at 16 and a half fantasy points. 16 and a half. You can get over there right now and bet 16 and a half. Who else lets you bet on these fantasy stats? Us. My bookie. Yeah, fantasy guys. We love that. And what, what, what more way to make it interesting? If Even if you're not a gambler on the lines and stuff and you consider yourself a, a fantasy expert, get over there right now and just remember who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. My bookie AG is the online destination to get action on any game, any prop, any lines. They have it all. Safe, reliable, business in years. I recommend them. I use them. I, I trust them. I know that I'll get paid when we do win. They have in-game betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business. One of those right now, deposit, and they're going to match your deposit. That's right. Deposit 100, they're going to give you 100. If you use the promo code radio right now, get over there. Open up account. You have a, an hour and 45 minutes before kickoff. They'll match you that deposit. Now you got bullets to fire on, the, on this Sunday when we have a lot of bets coming up and a lot of under-the-radar plays, yep. and you can catch a lot of these props over there. So go to, over to mybookie.ag right now, and don't forget to use the promo code radio to activ- activate the offer. You play, you win, you get paid. That's my bookie. She got that squeeze, she got that wet, wet, wet. I'm on them skis, I got that drip, drip, I'm overseas, B-R-I-P-P. Twitter. Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline975. He did it, she let me down like how I talk that, yeah. Put it out my wrist, a puddle dripping, 42, I'm steady sipping, yeah, I'm on and I'm off that, yeah. These brand new don't step on my balances, I'ma hit that if she let me down like how I talk that. 
This is Money Live on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by Thrive Plus. Live from the RentersWarehouse.com studios, here's Jerry Bow and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline, 713-780-ESPN at Moneyline97.5 on Twitter. Get your questions in. Next segment, Josh ADHD bringing that heat. It's going to be a packed segment. Make sure you get your calls ready. Go ahead and start lining up now. We don't care. The party goes. No doubt about it, guys. We know this is one of those big weeks. You got to get in there. You got to get a W. Josh is going to help you. He helps us every week. It, it's it's just a great segment because you get a little bit of seasonal. You get a little bit of daily fantasy. It kind of covers everything. So let's uh, – do you want to get into the, to these games real quick or do you want to talk to Let's get to Texans? rocking. Let's get All to right, rocking. Let, let's do it. We were talking about the Jags game, right? And We like Leonard Fournette this week. Maybe as a number two running back, you know, just kind of being cautious with him because we haven't seen him yet. Uh, Yeldon, we could see him as a flex. If, if you need a little help this week, he might catch some passes for you. Uh, Bortles, man, only if you're desperate. But let's flip to the other side of the ball. I think a lot of people are probably struggling with this one. And, and I have some thoughts, but I'll, I'll throw it to you, Jerry. What about T.Y. Hilton? This, this is a tough matchup for him this week. A lot of people are going to be counting on him to come through. His last four receiving lines against Jacksonville, three for 51, two for 27, six for 95, seven for 42 and one. Now, how many of those were with luck? Because I keep hearing that it's a lazy stat line to me because people say, man, he's been getting shut down by Ramsey. But how many of those with with luck? Because Brissett and Luck are two totally different guys. I don't buy into it. He, I mean, don't get me wrong. Now, now, I don't have him as a wide receiver one. I have him as a wide back in wide receiver two this week. I do think that uh, Ramsey will keep his ceiling down. But with a big play receiver like Hilton, all it takes is one play. Yeah, and I don't think A.J. Bouye is going to play this week. So that's something to keep in mind as well is, I mean, I have, I imagine Ramsey probably is going to travel even in the slot with T.Y., but I'm with you. I don't think that necessarily means that you don't use him. And I think T.Y. is the kind of guy that, you know, he might give Ramsey a little more trouble than, than a big-bodied receiver. You know, he's a really twitchy, you know, smaller guy. So I, I think he can create some separation. So I, if I had T.Y. Hilton, I'm starting him this week. I'm with you, Jerry. He's kind of a low-end number two guy for me. Probably in my receiver ranks, I'd have him somewhere around 20, 24. So somewhere in that range is where I would have him. Where do you have Ebron now with Doyle's appearances coming back and all? I mean, He's becoming a touchdown-dependent guy now. His volume has dipped 5, 4, and 3, gone down his receptions every uh, every game, 16.7 routes per game compared to the 40 whenever Doyle was out. What do you think about him going forward? I actually think part of that, and this is just me looking in on this. I don't have any evidence of this, but I think they've kind of pushed down his targets a little bit just recently because he's so banged up. You know, he was playing really hurt. He had, you know, Andrew would come on and give us the Ebron injury report. And there was like five things wrong with the dude for several weeks. And he kept playing because he's a tough dude because Jack Doyle was out. Now that Doyle's back, I think there's they're still using Ebron, but not nearly as much. I think they're trying to let him slowly kind of get healthy while he's playing. And he's still a threat to score every week. But you're right. As far as his targets and his involvement, it's been Jack Doyle. So personally, I have Ebron in a league and I'm starting him this week. You know, it's a... You know, I'm not loving it, but I do like the the Jags are down. A.J. Boye, it looks like. We'll see when the in, the inactives come out. But A.J. Boye said this week that he's not playing. So we'll see if that actually turns out to be the case. So I'm cool with both the tight ends on the Colts this week. 
another player to keep your eye on. I guess you could call it a revenge game for Moncrief, right? Getting his revenge back. In the last month, he's led the team in targets and air yards. So that things are looking up over there. Maybe a little consistency in the last month. But he's been everything but inconsistent because he's had 75 yards in three of the eight games. But the other ones, he'll finish below 35 yards. So he's either going to get it or he isn't. And, and that's not what you're looking for whenever you think, like, okay, he's the number one over there, I guess. But, uh, I mean, give me something consistent. They, they said they're going to feature him now. That You know, they came out and said that. But... What does that mean, right? To your point, feature a guy with Blake Bortles as a starting quarterback. That's that's a little scary. It's like ramen with hot dogs. Yeah, yeah that, you're not excited about that. That's for sure. That's that's a desperation play, in my opinion. So I'm not loving that. And if Jacksonville has their way, they're just going to try and pound the ball and play defense this week. And it's going to be tough. And I actually kind of wanted to ask you about this from a gambling perspective. The last time I checked the line, Colts were favored by three. Um which is interesting. I was talking to, to Lance, and his pick will come up a little bit later on our show when we do the Gal Media All-Star segment, but he's kind of feeling the Jags this week. And, you know, I was talking to Eric Sandler. He's kind of feeling the Colts. And I feel like a lot of people are kind of, you know, just kind of having a tough time getting a feel for this game. Do you have a, a side that, that you kind of like a little better than the other? It's tough, this game here, because I'm curious what they do with Fournette back. Uh, it's three points they're giving you if you can still get it at that key number. In a divisional game, the way that Jacksonville will move the ball down the field is on the short pass game, and that's where the Colts struggle. 26th in the league to finish short passes. I don't see... I don't see it either other way, but the three points comes into play then. You know what I mean? Because if you're saying, man, this is that even of a game and you're going back and forth, that three points is crucial in a divisional game. And like you said, a game that they're a, a backs up against the wall for yeah. Jacksonville, this is it. If, I mean, this is big for both teams. So this one's kind of tough. And Lance's explanation was, you know, if we were just with a macro view of the season, like you would, you know, just automatically think the Jaguars are the better team before the season started, right? You know, they they were great last year. So he's just kind of thinking, hey, maybe that's some value if I get three points with the Jags. They're coming off a bye. Maybe they figured some things out. You know, he feels like maybe just taking the points, that that might be the way to go this week. And talking about last year, they made the postseason, right? And now they're on a four-game losing streak against the spread and in games. Teams in that spot that made the the, the playoffs the previous season and are now on a four-game losing streak against the spread and straight up 72 percent winners 31 and 12 against the spread wow. that fifth game so if that if you're into numbers get a hold of that one there you go that's a good point let's see is what about uh mac do you like him this week for fantasy we didn't get to the the ground game of the colts we talked ty hilton but what about mac do you think he's somebody i mean it's a tough matchup against jacksonville the most underrated i think unit uh, in the league right now that doesn't get any kind of talk is that offensive line of the Colts. Yeah. They've kept luck up. I think it's something like 200 attempts, 160 attempts since he's got a sack. 200 yard rushing games back to back for the first time in 30 years for Indianapolis. It's amazing. It, Quentin Nelson's the real deal, man. That guard they took in the first round. He's amazing. And they added some other pieces around him. And it's starting to show, right? Exactly. And that's exactly what they needed with Luck coming back from the injury. They needed him to have somebody he could trust. His left tackle was playing out of his mind also. Uh, it's just, everything looks good there. I love the way the Colts look. And going forward, that division, to me, it's still it's still going – I mean, it's still up in the air somewhat to me. I agree. And I think the one thing with Mac that worries me is 
guys always hurt. So, you know, that I know he's going to play, but that's a problem. That that scares you a little bit. You plug him in your lineup, and then he messes up his ankle and misses the rest of the game. That can really kill you. So that, that's just something to keep in mind with him. And but, staying in the division, yeah. how about the Titans game? What's your thoughts on the Titans oh, game today? Oh, man. You know, we, you know, if, just straight up from a gambling side, this is the game that I picked this week. I, I like the Patriots, minus six and a half. I like the Patriots to cover that. I just, you know, to me, they they – they waxed the Packers last week. I know it was kind of close early, but then they pulled away. And I think it was a five-and-a-half number. And, and granted, they were they were at Gillette Stadium. But I just think they've been overvalued or undervalued a lot, the Patriots. And I don't think Tennessee's that good. So I, I think the Patriots are going to cover in this game. It worries me a little bit with the Vrabel factor because you remember when the Patriots went to Detroit earlier this year and just yeah. got waxed by Matt Patricia. That that worries me a little bit in this game. And normally Belichick dominates his yeah. old assistant, yes. so that that game was kind of just suspect to me. I don't know what was really going on there, but the Patriots on a six-game winning streak averaging 35.5 points during this streak. The Titans, though, they've only yielded top 12 fantasy scorers to quarterbacks in two of the eight games. So they usually keep the quarterback at bay. I don't know if it happens this week. I don't know if the game script entails that because it's a seven point, six and a half point, seven point spread. Do the Patriots get open? But if the Patriots open this up, I don't see how the Titans are going to catch up. And that's a little tease. They will be on my picks a little bit later. We'll get into that some, but if they get behind, how do they catch up? And, for me, I think Corey Davis is a hard play. That's us- that's their number one dude. But you know, I think Gilmore is going to be all over him. So I don't think he's going to do much. I think we both like Deion Lewis this week to maybe some garbage time, catching some passes out of the backfield, running the ball. I, I think Deion Lewis is a guy I like this week against New England. On the other side of the ball, I really like Josh Gordon this week. He is one of my plays of the week. I put him. He's on my sports map article under the radar play uh, plays. He's you know, he's the cover boy this week. I like Josh Josh Gordon to come through. So he's a guy that I'm definitely – I got him in my some of my daily lineups as well. And the Patriot way, right, the dark side. What do you think Belichick has as far as thoughts about showing the world why he did what he did to him at the Super Bowl? Do you think that that shows up any? Because now you have Gordon now getting the trust of Brady. Ten targets last week, high in targets, high in yards. All of a sudden, lining up 56% of the time against right cornerbacks. Butler plays 80% of the time there. Uh-oh. Yeah, no doubt about it. I think it is a little bit of revenge factor with Butler. And he was terrible last week. Amari Cooper had his way with him. Now I see why he got benched in the Super Bowl. He's like just a, not that good. Yeah, Belichick looks like a genius. Uh, Butler has allowed a league high in catches, yards, and touchdowns amongst NFL cornerbacks. And now he's going up against Brady and Josh Gordon. Man, I, I think it's a big day for Gordon. I really do. So I don't think there's any other way around that. I like Edelman this week, too. I'm going to roll the dice with Sony Michelle as well. I just, you know, as long as he's healthy, that's the thing. Make sure he's active, guys. But I just, if you have better options than Sony Michelle on your roster as a flex, then, you know, go ahead and use them. But for me, I'm pretty. I'm okay with Sony Michelle as my flex this week. So I'm just firing up all the Patriots. James White, I love him too. I mean, is there any Patriot you wouldn't start this week? Even Cordero Patterson. I mean, he he's yeah. become a household name. But whenever Sony Michelle was in there, and we'll say, I guess healthy, we'll use lightly because he he hasn't been that since pre uh, the training camps, right? But 25, 19, 24 touches in those games. Now, Mike Vrabel's defense, they thrive on blitzing. They blitz at the eighth highest rate 
and that's where you get Brady. You've seen the Texans get uh, get to him, and that's when he plays his worst games. Under pressure, he's has a 63.3 quarterback rating. If you get to Brady and make him uncomfortable, he hates that. This week with Gronk, oh, let's talk about yeah, that. So, so that's that's big. That's usually a safety blanket. Uh, somebody to let it go real quick right up the middle when that blitz is coming. Um, he's missing that. Look for Tennessee to blitz, blitz, blitz. I, I could see that. And, you know, Gronk was out last week, and that didn't really slow him down too much. So I think that means more James White, more Edelman. You know, more of the short passes go to those guys instead of to Gronk. And then they set you up to hit you deep with Gordon. I'm curious to see what Josh ADHD says about it. 713-780-ESPN. This very next segment, he will be on. Start lining up your calls. I'm, I want to know where he thinks that those targets get distributed. And, and as far as the red zone also, because we saw Josh Gordon last week, two red zone targets, not only that long bomb, he's seen a little bit of everything, 10 targets. Now he's getting Tom Brady's, uh, his, he's trusting him. And once you gain that trust, that's everything. And Brady wants that big target. He's always loved the, I mean, Randy Moss, these yeah. big flying targets. When it, it, what He's having flashbacks of that season, I bet. He's thinking, how did I get so lucky? He is, and that's the upside, right, is that Randy Moss-type season. And, and Gordon has a 100-yard game in two of his last three games. So it's trending in the way that that's going to happen pretty regularly going forward. So that's definitely something to keep an eye on today. Should be a good game, at least for the first half. Yeah, for sure. And like I said, it, I think it goes good as far as the game script plays out for Tennessee. If, if they could keep the ball running, keep giving Deion Lewis the, the, the receptions, you know what I mean? Get him in the open field. And as long as they don't get behind two scores, because once that happens and they have to rely on the throwing game, we're going to see if Mariota could be what he was last week. And I don't know if he can be that. We'll see. Yeah, that, that's the interesting thing with the Patriots is they're known for really hurting opposing quarterbacks, but the fantasy numbers kind of say otherwise. And, you know, we'll get to that a little bit later, but Patriots, they're giving up over 28 fantasy points a game to quarterbacks over their last five. Wow. So just a little over the last month, you know, you can almost 30 fantasy points a game to quarterbacks. So Mariota, maybe not such a bad play. So we'll ask Josh about that a little bit later. Guys, if you have fantasy questions, you can also hit us up on Twitter at Moneyline975. We can pass those along to Josh. We're going to have him up in the next segment. Like like Jerry was saying, 713-780-ESPN, 713-780-3776. Get your calls in. We'll get you ready for kickoff. No Texans today, man. So you can just worry about your fantasy team. You can worry about getting your bets in and just sit back and, and count your money after today's action. So we're up again against a break. We will be right back. You're listening to Moneyline, ESPN 97.5. This is Nolan Ryan. You're listening to Houston's best sports talk, ESPN 97.5. This is Money Line on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Live from the RentersWarehouse.com studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. 713-780-ESPN. You know what that song means. Our favorite segment. What up? 
Josh ADHD from Fantasy Insiders and Rotor Grinders at Fantasy ADHD, where you can find him. What's going on, my man? Uh, you know, man, it's the regular Sunday grind. Try to put some lineups together that are going to win a little money. How are you guys doing? Oh, man, we are doing fantastic. We don't have the Texans to deal with this week, so it's all fantasy. It's all gambling. We're so glad to have you. Some some really cool DraftKing uh, questions for you this week. I put some lineups together. I, I'm starting to feel pretty good. What do you think about this week's slate of games, uh, just overall in general? Uh, you know, to be honest, I'm having a lot of difficulty building lineups that I'm super comfortable with. You know, I, there are a lot of matchups that I think are good matchups, but there are also matchups that could go south really quick. It's just I don't have a good handle on the game script that a lot of these games are going to play out with. 713-780-ESPN, get on the phone line and let's get these questions lined up. Uh, first, I want to, before we get to the business, let me talk about a little something. This segment is brought to you by Thrive Plus. I saw you were cooking yesterday, drinking those IPAs. How was it? How, how, explain how the, 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 the prize came out. Oh, man, it was delicious as always. It's, uh, it, I do pulled pork, and you know one of the good things about smoking meat, is, and especially pulled pork, is it's hard to mess up a pulled pork. It just takes... A little bit of patience and a little bit of heat, and you get a good product at the end. <laughs> no doubt about it. I was looking at those IPAs. You were taking the shots on Twitter, some of them at 7%. You might need some of the Thrive Plus. Maybe we can hook you up, Josh. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm good. Let's do it. <laughs> and speaking of pulled pork, let's talk about Adam Humphreys. And can he continue what he's got going on over there? I know the last few weeks he's getting a lot of looks. He's getting targets. What do you see going forward just as far as the Tampa Bay receiving group uh, just as a whole? Yeah, it's, I don't know what to do with Humphreys. He's a, he's a player I was kind of confused about because of the, the recent volume. He's been super efficient with the volume that he's received. So I, I think I'm going to fade that hyper-efficiency going forward. I mean, even if he sees seven targets, I don't expect him to, you know, catch seven targets for 80 yards and a touchdown again. That's just that's just way too good to be true, in my opinion, to go forward. So I personally, I would fade him. I'm not playing him. I wouldn't use him in my lineups. I'd rather run a guy like Chris Godwin if I want to pick a player from that offense. Let's go to the HRMP listener line. we got Casino Joe on. What's up? You're on Moneyline. Yeah, PPR, uh, Matt Breida or Chris Carson and Ryan Fitzpatrick or Andrew Luck. Yeah, but of the running backs, I think you're going to have to use Breida because Chris Carson, it looks like he's not going to play today. At least that's what the latest news is. And then at quarterback, you're looking at Fitzpatrick and who is the other? Uh, it was Fitzpatrick or Luck. Oh, I would probably take Luck between those two. You know, Washington still has a, a really solid defensive line. They get a lot of pressure on the quarterback. We know that's that's prone to have a look for a guy like Fitzpatrick to make mistakes. I, I like luck a lot better. I wouldn't worry about the matchup with Jacksonville. I think luck will be able to navigate that without any problem. All right. Thanks for answering that, Josh. Let's, uh, let's dive into Andrew luck a little bit because he's actually the quarterback I have in my DraftKings lineup. I have a couple of them this week. I was kind of going back and forth between him and Baker Mayfield. Cause it's only a hundred dollars that separates those two. I ended up taking luck for the hundred dollars more where would you go with that between Baker and Andrew this uh, this week? I think I would probably go with Andrew Luck. He has a better track record of putting up, you know, let's say 5X his salary from a point perspective. Mayfield hasn't really done that yet this year. I mean, he's, he's tracked 20 points just a couple of times, and I don't know what the reason for that is. I mean, you could probably blame a lot of it on Hugh Jackson and Todd Haley and how they, you know, inefficiently ran the offense. 
Uh, we did see some, some signs of life from Cleveland last week from a schematic perspective. You know, they started to use Duke Jocks a little bit more, and they yeah. they looked like a, a little bit different team with, with Freddie Kitchens calling the plays. So I, I don't have a problem using Mayfield. I've thought long and hard about him this week because of the good matchup they have with Atlanta. I don't have a problem playing him, but I think I trust Luck's floor a lot more, and I think Luck's feeling is a lot higher. Also, using the tools over at Rotter Grinders, and I'm telling you right now, guys, if you're listening, get over there. That's where I use all their expert tools. I'm using their ownership projections, and they got a thing called contrarian rating, which gives you, I guess, uh, it rates a player if he's going to be a contrarian as far as to what his output, I guess, is going to be. But if you look at that, Andrew Luck is top six as a for, as a contrarian play, I love him this week. A lot of people won't be on him, so just to go with what you guys are saying, I'll be on him in the DFS world. I, at this point, I think the volume will be there. The Dinkin and Duncan works against that defense, and I guess we're curious to see what goes on. Yeah, no doubt. So I feel a little better about that now myself. On the other side of the ball, I, Jarvis Landry should go off this week, right? I mean, Atlanta's just getting torched by uh, slot receivers. What do you think about Jarvis this week, Josh? I like him this week. Uh, you know, he really hasn't had a pop game yet. He's had a couple of games that have been pretty good, but nothing that you would consider, you know, out of this world compared to his value. But I think he's got an excellent shot this week. If we think this game is going to have a lot of offense, I do think it will have a lot of offense. One thing I want to monitor, though, is the weather and make sure the wind's not getting up in Cleveland. Um, but otherwise, yeah, all systems go on Jarvis Landry, in my opinion. Let's go back to the HRMP listener line. Austin, you're on Monday line. What's up? Yeah, uh, I got a question. Um, I, I'm in a league where I can only start two running backs, and you get a five-point bonus if they rush for 100 yards. So I'm wondering who I should start. I got Marlon Mack, Leonard Fournette, Adrian Peterson, and Aaron Jones. Thank you. I'll hang up and listen. So if you're looking for two of those, I like probably the best shot for me is going to be like, um, gosh, I think it's probably going to be Marlon Mack, and I do like the idea of Adrian Peterson running for 100 yards. I think with the offensive line ailing there, I think they're probably going to try to play even more conservative than they normally do and feed Adrian Peterson the ball. You know, I think it could certainly work out with Peterson to get you know 25 carries today. If he gets 25 carries, I think he's a pretty good, pretty good probability he hits 100 yards. So I think those are the two I'd side with. Now, Fournette's an interesting case because coming out of the bye, we haven't seen Fournette in quite some time play a full complement of snaps. I mean, he hasn't done it at all this season. So I I do have some interest in Fournette. I think I certainly have a lot of interest in Fournette in tournament lineups this weekend if you're building any tournament lineups on DK or FanDuel. But for a five-point bonus with 100 yards, I think Fournette's got a pretty good shot. So I got kind of talking myself into Peterson and Fournette. Hey, Josh, a couple people on by. Got a Mike Davis versus the Rams or Austin Eckler versus the, the Raiders? I think you need to take Mike Davis there. He's gonna he's projecting for a lot more volume, especially with Chris Carson looking like he's out. So I I would go that way. There you go. All right, there's a there's a few other guys I kind of wanted to ask about this week, and and I'm with you on Fournette. I, I'm just gonna roll with him this week. I just look, I have him in season long. I'm gonna roll with him there, but I also put him in my daily lineup. But the other guy I wanted to ask about was uh, Sony Michelle. Is he somebody that? You would take a shot with, or is the injury worrying you a little bit in that tough Titans run defense? I don't think I would worry about the Titans run defense so much. I think New England's going to be able to spread them out and kind of do what they want to do. So Michelle doesn't bother me at all this week. I think I would, I think I would play him with reckless abandon. I don't have any issue with it. Let's go to a, 
question from Twitter. My man Kevin Galladay or AP PPR scoring? He's nervous about the Washington O-line. Yeah, I think it's okay to be nervous about the O-line. I I think Galladay's fine there. If it's PPR scoring, for sure, I would roll with Galladay. All right. How about Bortles or Mariota from Matt on Twitter? This is a little bit more interesting. I think Bortles is going to be super popular this week, and there's some reason to think that's a good decision. Uh, some of my research shows that, that Bortles may be not the best match for this Indianapolis defense. So I think I'd go with Mariota with the thought that he's going to have to throw it a lot today. That, that last caller, I heard him in his pool of players, he talked about Aaron Jones. He's coming off this high in touches, routes run, and targets. What do you think we can expect going forward from him? Is this something that we can get used to? Uh, I, you know, I wish I could say yes, but so far the Mike McCarthy has shown that, no, we can't trust him, that he's going to continue to rotate his running backs, and what we're going to have to depend on from Aaron Jones is just a. a for him to be more efficient with his volume than, say, Jamal Williams. Now, they did finally remove Ty Montgomery from the picture. So that helps. And I think, you know, I like Aaron Jones a lot this week. I wouldn't depend on him taking, like, 20 carries and six targets, that type of workload. But I think he's a good play this week. See, I'm all over him, too. He's in my daily lineup as well. 713-780-ESPN. Get your questions in, guys. Uh, the other guy I wanted to ask you about is uh, I love Josh Gordon this week. What do you think he does this week against Tennessee? I think he terrorizes Malcolm Butler is what I think he does. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking, too. He's, he's had a, a couple hundred-yard receiving games out of his last three. Feels like Brady's starting to trust him a little more. I think he's a good play this week. He's basically my play of the week, so I hope he comes through for me. Whenever you say uh, something about a player like like that, like he's terrorizing, okay, if you have high expectancy of somebody as so, what's the most of percent of your lineups that you'll have, say, a Josh Gordon? And if you have 10 lineups, for example, what's the most that you'll commit to one player? Because that's something that people have a problem with once they say, man, I know this guy's going off, and they end up rostering him 100%. What's your strategy as far as that, man? I'm really curious. Yeah, I, I never go 100% all in on a player across a, a whole series of lineups unless it's like this completely special play that, I, that I'm fairly certain it's going to hit. So what you have to do is you have to understand what the field is rostering that player at. So let's say Josh Gordon today is going to be rostered in 20% of lineups across DK or across the tournaments that you're in. If you believe in that player, I think if you double that lineup exposure, so for you that would be 4 out of 10 lineups for 40%. That's healthy exposure. That gives you enough leverage on the field where if he hits, then you get a, you know, you really get a leg up on the field where if he doesn't hit, it doesn't kill your opportunity. It gives you more outs to cash your lineups. That's interesting. And for somebody that's, you know, not a, a super pro like you, just, you know, somebody that likes to put five or $10 here on, on different daily lineups, for somebody that has that type of budget each week, you know, maybe 20, 30 bucks, how many lineups would you suggest they play? I would probably consolidate and play maybe two lineups at most, and I would probably stick to cash games and, and double ups, fifty fifties, that type of thing. Because, and but this depends on your personality too. But if you're just looking to get a little action, a little sweat during the game, and not necessarily looking to hit it big, I would definitely recommend those double ups and fifty fifties, and just run maybe two lineups. That's good. Advice. Otherwise, though, if you if you're looking to play tournaments and you you know you just want to kind of yolo your 20 or 30 bucks, then I would spread that out across as many lineups as I possibly could and maybe try to come up with, let's say, five to ten different lineups that have maybe a similar core. Maybe they're running like the same 
you know, set of six players in different mixes, and then you add pieces in it here and there to, to make, you know, some different differentiated lineups. And talking about core, I use that Roto Grinders uh, lineup optimizer. I, it's awesome. You like he said, put in a couple players, hit that optimizer, and it'll spit out ten, however many lineups you want. You could put up ten lineups with that same core. It'll give you different variations of it. Again, go to that site. People ask me where do you get all this crazy information and all these great stats. Well. I got Josh ADHD. He's got my back, and he's part of the Moneyline fam. We thank you for that. Let's go back to the listener line. Ryan, you're on Moneyline. What's up? Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, I got to start two running backs. It's a PPR league. I got Jordan Howard, Kenyon Drake, and Mike Davis. I'll hang up and listen. Thanks, guys. Of those three, I would I would probably roster um, I would probably roster Drake and Mike Davis because they're going to have the most opportunity for receptions for getting that boost for PPR. I don't mind Jordan Howard. The problem is Jordan Howard isn't catching any passes, so you're relying on him to get a touchdown to kind of compensate for the lack of receiving in his game. Gotcha, hey, Josh, yeah, got, go a, got, a, got a cheap kind of wide receiver three question. Of, uh, of the, the Gabriels and, you know, the Christian Kirks and the Scantlings, <laughs> if you're trying to get that, that cheap wide receiver of, of some guys like that this week, who are you leaning towards? So if I'm looking like super cheap, I'm looking at a player, and you can go way down the list here. I'm looking at a guy, Maurice Harris. So Maurice Harris is $3,900 on DK this week. He got 12 targets last week, I believe. Maybe it was 10. And all of his competition in the Washington offense is hurt right now. So he steps into a starter role again in a game that should have some offensive production in it. I think he's a really, really good floor play this week at wide receiver. If we think he's going to get, you know, let's say nine to 10 targets, I think he can certainly do that and be relatively productive with that. A true magician never shows all his tricks, but who is in your lineups the most this week, man? The guy that I have most in my lineup this week is um, Jack Doyle at tight end. Ooh. I think, uh, you know, he's, nice. he's kind of the wide receiver one in the Indianapolis offense from a, from a target perspective, from a volume perspective. And, you know, you could talk about T.Y. Hilton there, but T.Y. Hilton's going to be seeing a lot of Jalen Ramsey today. And I think that, that Jack is going to be the guy that benefits from that. So I've, I've got him everywhere. Josh, ADHD from Roto-Grinders and Fantasy Insiders. Bless these people and let them know the path to success and where they can find all your work at and what you got going on, man. Yeah, so you can find my work at Fantasy Insiders. We have tools there for player usage. We have tools for air yards visualization for, you know, offense and defense. And then you can find some of my podcast work over on Rotor Grinders during the week on Wednesdays. I have a show called Aggression to the Mean where we discuss the NFL from an analytical standpoint. And that's where you can find me. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us, Josh. We're going to catch up with you again next week. We really appreciate it. Good luck this week. Thank you. Thank you again. Yeah, thanks for having me, fellas. Let's go make some money. Let's go. There you go. And, uh, yeah, Josh is with us every week, and that is provided by Thrive Plus. And did you know that 60% of Americans drink alcohol at least every month? And drinking's a part of life. And if you listen to our show, you know that I'm definitely in this group. I got to find out about Thrive Plus when I went on the pub crawl and tried it. And I had a few sample packs left over. I took some last night because I had a few drinks. I went to a birthday party, had a couple cocktails, but I wanted to feel good for the show, Jerry. I didn't want to let you down. He comes in here looking like he could baptize my kid. (laughs) No doubt about it. I feel great today. And it's all because of Thrive Plus. And, you know, you 
don't have to have 20 drinks to use Thrive Plus, you know, just a few drinks, and sometimes you don't feel quite yourself the next day. So once you hit the age of 30 or so, even just a little bit of alcohol can make you feel less than 100%, and you can be hurting. So to use Thrive Plus, all you do is you take three capsules after your last alcoholic beverage or before going to bed. It's designed to reduce alcohol's negative effects on your body and give your liver what it needs to process alcohol and toxic byproducts. Now, I'm no scientist, but I've tried it and it works. And you don't have to take my word for it. The product was recently shown on Shark Tank. The founder is an Ivy League graduate and they have five PhDs on their team. And if you don't feel at least 50% better the next day, the company will give you your money back. So whether you're having one drink or five, just take three five Thrive Plus capsules afterwards. It's that simple. You're going to feel better and you're going to get up better and your, your liver is going to thank you. So Thrive Plus, they're Houston-based. And if you order before 4 p.m. during the week, you're going to receive the product on your doorstep the next day. So to order Thrive Plus, go to DecideThrive.com. That's DecideThrive.com. They're even on Amazon. So if you want to order that way, you can do that. So I don't drink without Thrive Plus. Neither should you. Next week, when you're heading to that Texans game and you know you're going to have some cocktails, but you have to go to work the next day, make sure you have some Thrive Plus. Good to go. You're going to go to work feeling great. So that's Thrive Plus. Order Thrive Plus right now. We'll be right back on ESPN 97.5. Love it, man. 25 lighters on my dresser. Yes, sir. I got stuck paid. We got 25 lighters on the dresser. Yes, sir. Got stuck paid. Paid. I got 25 lighters for my 25 phone. About to break the mic, then break 25 more. About to rip the track with about 25 flows. And I'm dipping like a Mac with about 25 25 five carat diamonds in my brain. 25 12s in the trunk, got to bang. Make moves to make a quick 25 mil. Come up so I can knock off big nine. Twitter. Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline975. 